go to Micah uh, in uh, chapter number 5. Uh, and then also, uh, if you'll find Matthew in chapter number 2, Micah 5, and then Matthew chapter number 2. I'll be praying for folks. We have still, Brother Dusang's got uh, uh, the remnants of COVID pneumonia. Miss Sandy still struggling with that. Uh, our special tonight, there's extended family health issues. If you'll pray for also um, with the Kirkhoff family, uh, they, John's uh, brother Nick, uh, he's 35, and he's in the hospital in ICU uh, with uh, COVID really bad. And so they called earlier or texted earlier, actually, to, for a prayer request. And so he's got wife and, uh, I think, three kids and stuff. And so they'd ask prayer uh, for him. So if you on your prayer list could put Nick Kirkhoff, uh, that would be, uh, be good. And let's continue to pray. Uh, I know that uh, we, uh, we have all kinds of varying opinions about COVID and ways to treat it, et cetera, but it is real. Uh, and it affects people, uh, and I'm grateful when there are mild cases, uh, and, but when there are uh, more difficult cases, we certainly need to make that uh, a matter of prayer. Uh, and again, uh, thank you to everybody uh, who participated uh, in the, the choir stuff and, and uh, with the cantata. It was hard singing some of those songs. We've been practicing so much uh, in being told not to sing it how we normally would sing them, uh, and to sing them uh, how they normally are it was hard. I was like trying to remember uh, the tunes. So if you're in choir, you know it, you can relate. Uh, and, uh, but I'm thankful for those songs. All right, I said I wasn't going to be long, so let me get right into things. Uh, several of the songs we actually sang tonight uh, mentioned Bethlehem. Uh, Bethlehem, of course, a uh, you know, the place where Jesus was born. Uh, there's debate, you know, was it a, was it a manger? Uh, was it a cave? If you were to go uh, to Bethlehem, uh, there's the Church of the Nativity, and they uh, say underneath uh, the Church of the Nativity is where uh, was the cave uh, that Jesus was born in. Uh, and all I know is uh, he was uh, what the Bible says, and I just kind of go uh, with what scriptures say. Uh, and when we get to heaven, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be straightened out on a lot of things, uh, more than likely. Uh, and, uh, and again, Christmas and, uh, and all the different times of the year and uh, all the debates, I'm just I'm happy. Uh, I'm blessed that we get to celebrate uh, every year uh, Christmas. And so we have in, in Micah chapter number 5, uh, the prophecy, uh, or A, there's many of them in the Old Testament, uh, concerning uh, Jesus as the Messiah's birth. Uh, in where it's going to be, and we'll read that uh, to begin. We'll make some comments, and we'll go over into the New Testament. In Micah chapter number 5, and in verse number 2, the Bible says, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrata, uh, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth hath been from of old, from everlasting. Therefore will he give them up, until the time that she which uh, travaileth hath brought forth, then the remnant of his brethren shall return unto the children of Israel. Let me pray, and we'll get into things. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the message tonight. Help me, please, uh, in Jesus' name, Amen. I was uh, here's the, the let you, when I say help me, please. I am so OCD, uh, and uh, and I perseverate on things. I have Christmas socks on, uh, and they don't match. Uh, and, uh, and so all day long, I've just been thinking about how my socks don't match uh, and having a hard time concentrating on things. I showed my wife. I'll show you. Uh, so they got candy canes on them. 
Uh, and, uh, and so uh, I had to get that off. So now that it's out there, uh, maybe that'll help me to concentrate a little bit more uh, on, the, on the message. I'm a mess. I, I need counseling, uh, in fact, uh, very much so. Uh, so we have uh, this, uh, that Bethlehem. Bethlehem means house of bread. Uh, and there are a lot, uh, we could uh, preach a whole message uh, just around the name in the commonplace uh, that, uh, that Bethlehem was. Uh, but Bethlehem was a significant city all throughout um, history. Uh, and it's, uh, of course, it's essential importance to the birth of Christ. Then Micah, uh, of course, foretold. Uh, that he was going to be born in Bethlehem. But Bethlehem is also known as the city of David. Uh, it was the city of David's family home. We read about that in 1 Samuel uh, in 16 and uh, 1 Samuel 17. Uh, it's the, the place where he was anointed king. Uh, it's the city. Uh, the city is sometimes called Bethlehem of Judah. So we read here, Bethlehem, uh, uh, Ephrath, uh, to set it apart from another Bethlehem, which is important. Uh, because uh, there was two, uh, Bethlehem of uh, Zebulun, uh, which we read about in Joshua, but that's not the Bethlehem uh, where, uh, where Jesus uh, was born. The name Bethlehem means house of bread, uh, and that can, you know, kind of um, teaches us a little bit about the broader context of, uh, of uh, bread as being food. There was, that was part of the reason why it was called the house of bread, uh, because of the fields and things that were there. Uh, the town of Bethlehem was situated about five miles southwest of Jerusalem. Five miles, five and a half miles. It's an important thing to note because it's going to be my main point or connected to my main point uh, here tonight. Uh, and uh, so uh, it was uh, first mentioned in the Bible uh, as the town nearest to where Jacob's wife, uh, Rachel, uh, died and was buried. Uh, and it was uh, a Canaanite settlement. Uh, we read about that in Scripture. Uh, Bethlehem uh, it was the home of the young Levite uh, who served as the idolatrous priest uh, that we um, see mentioned uh, in Micah uh, in Ephraim. It was also uh, the home or the site of one of the most terrible stories or accounts in the Bible uh, of uh, the concubine who's, uh, who was murdered uh, and on the massacre of, of the people of Gibeah that followed through all of that. Uh, Naomi, uh, her husband and their two sons lived in Bethlehem uh, before traveling to Moab. It was, uh, it was there, uh, it was to Bethlehem that she returned uh, and uh, Caleb's a family settled in Bethlehem, uh, and on and on and on. So there were, there were tons of things, as we read in the Bible, I could go on with more of them. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the accounts that we read took place in that city. Uh, but So if you were a, um, like I think going out to Yelm, I noticed this going out to the men's retreat, I've noticed it before, but you get out into Roy, and uh, there's a sign that says it's like Roy is the hometown of uh, I don't know, somebody did something at some point. Uh, and uh, it was an athlete or whatever. And uh, so uh, they're on, Roy is on the map uh, because of something that somebody had done. So if you were a citizen, if I was a citizen of Bethlehem, a proud Jewish citizen, um, there would be a lot of things to talk about. 
uh, as a claim to fame, if you will, some infamy, uh, things that happened there that were great, uh, some things that happened there that were not so great. Uh, but there would be all kinds of historical accounts. If you were to go into uh, the museum uh, at the city hall uh, in Bethlehem, uh, you might have seen uh, you know, all kinds of things perhaps uh, connected to the events that took place. But the biggest one was connected to this prophecy uh, in Micah chapter number 5. Of all the things that took place in Bethlehem, there was one event prophesied to take place that was on everybody's radar. If you were a Jew and you studied the Bible, especially if you were a priest uh, or a, a lawyer, a, a Pharisee, a Sadducee, you knew that Bethlehem, because of Micah chapter number 5, that was going to be the place where the Messiah uh, was going to be born. Everybody knew it. Everybody was looking for it. It's kind of like how we, in one respect, look for um, the Lord's return. Uh, they were looking for the Messiah to come. Uh, we, are, we, we know the Messiah has come, and we're looking for the return of Christ, but there's some similarities uh, that are there. Uh, we know it's going to take place. We should be preparing for it uh, in our life. Uh, we, um, uh, it's going to take us by surprise. Uh, because we know that the, the rapture, by the way, that rapture is not the second coming. Uh, when he you know, comes, uh, when he re Christ's return, that's the second coming. Uh, but uh, we're looking forward to it, uh, and we should. it's the hope of glory. Uh, and it's what brings us or gives us or should give us hope uh, through uh, the difficult uh, day and time we live. So um, uh, we've established uh, quickly uh, that there's a lot of stuff that happened in Bethlehem. The most important thing... Uh, was Jesus going to be born there? Now let's go over to Matthew uh, in chapter number 2. Uh, and we'll, uh, of course, in Matthew 1, we know in Luke chapter number 2, the Christmas story. Uh, even in Matthew chapter 1, we, we know some about the birth of Jesus on the wise and what he had, God had revealed uh, to Joseph uh, and Mary. We get into Matthew chapter number 2, verse number 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of, of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east uh, to Jerusalem. Uh, we had um, um, discussion, I think, just the other day on the, the gold and frankincense and, uh, and myrrh and what they were. And, and they were significant gifts because of the value of them. Uh, the gold, of course, uh, honored him as king. The frankincense and myrrh both connected to the burial. But the frankincense uh, was given as, as a worship uh, in worship to God, uh, the myrrh uh, accepting him uh, as uh, the Redeemer. Uh, and these wise men came from a long ways away. Magi, uh, there's, uh, by the way, when we look at these, the Christmas story and everything else in the Bible, layers, it's like peeling an onion. Uh, and uh, when, you, when you figure out how far it was uh, that, uh, that these Magi came, uh, to, to find uh, the Christ child, um, it's going to make the, the point even worse. Uh, and uh, so uh, it was like 6,000 some miles uh, in a straight line uh, from where history believes that they came from uh, to, to Bethlehem, traveled following the star. We sang about that uh, in the cantata uh, and, of course, in the, uh, the Christmas songs that we, we sing from our, from our book. So they came, the wise men from the east to Jerusalem, verse 2, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east 
and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. So we have, and I'll stop there just for a second, uh, we have uh, the wise men come in, the magi, uh, who were seeking the king. Uh, coming from the east, they saw a star, they come to worship him. Uh, we have the account of Herod, who was opposing the king. Uh, and we know what he had done and, uh, and uh, in killing of the children that were there. And, uh, and we can also look at uh, the timing and, uh, of, uh, in the birth of Christ historically with, uh, with uh, Jewish history and Josephus and other types of things. When we talk about um, uh, Easter the, uh, in the crucifixion, uh, we can go back. We know how old uh, that uh, Jesus, uh, the God-man, was. Uh, and all the way back to this time with Herod, uh, but he was opposing uh, the king. The Jewish priests were ignoring the king. Uh, ignoring the king. They knew what the Bible said. Let's continue reading. He said, When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes and the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. Notice what it says in verse number 5. And I've got this circled in red, almost where it's worn through uh, the page of, uh, of uh, my Bible. And they said unto him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. Uh, and then they quote it a little bit. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not thou least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. And of course we know uh, he had an ulterior motive, uh, and it wasn't um, uh, to worship, uh, but was to, to kill uh, the, uh, the Christ um, child. Uh, but uh, but we, we read uh, the main point here uh, in, uh, that I'm going to draw uh, in verse number 5. So think about the worship uh, and the Magi coming uh, and um, the distance, uh, by the way, uh, when it comes to our worship of God, uh, whether it's, it's traveling 6,000 miles to worship Him, um, it's, for, for me, people like today, they, they don't want to drive 15 minutes uh, to worship God, uh, but, uh, you know, with a car. Um, but can you imagine traveling 6,000 miles on uh, horses and walking and, uh, and, uh, and everything? It was important. I mean, this was something that they were looking forward to because of prophecy, for the longest time. It was significant. It's still a, it's the most significant thing uh, that has ever taken place uh, in the world, uh, and that's Jesus being born uh, in, in Bethlehem. So they, they knew it. So they traveled, and they gave uh, these gifts, uh, significant gifts. It was a, a sacrifice both of time and energy and whatnot uh, to get there uh, and uh, to, to say, um, hey, we're looking, where is uh, the, 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 you know, the king of the Jews. Where is he who was born king of the Jews? Now, when we read uh, these accounts, I think especially the Christmas accounts, because we, we spend so much time on them every year. In fact, you probably kind of go yada, yada, yada uh, when, when you're reading uh, them in uh, your Bible reading times. Uh, but there's a lot of great stuff in there. Uh, and uh, verse number five 
uh, sticks out to me, and it's why I wanted to mention it tonight uh, for a specific reason. Let's read it again. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. Um, they were five miles away from Bethlehem. Uh, and uh, these magi traveled 6,000 some miles to get there. Uh, but when we read, uh, and we won't for sake of time, when you read the Christmas account in Luke uh, chapter number 2, and we, talk, we sang about it, there's no room for him in the inn. Uh, we, uh, uh, I heard a, or looked at a, uh, an illustration earlier today uh, of a woman who was trying to, um, uh, to, she was a Jewish woman, uh, and she was trying to rent a hotel room uh, in from a Christian man, uh, and he was giving her grief about different stuff, and he's asking her questions about, uh, you know, he wouldn't rent a room. And she's like, I've, I've converted uh, to Christianity. Uh, and uh, so uh, he wanted to test her and was asking her all kinds of questions. And, uh, and like, where was, where was Jesus born? And she said, in Bethlehem. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, where was that in Bethlehem? And she said, you know, in a manger, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, basically I dig on him <laughs> they, 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 because he had to be born there because he was a jerk like you, uh, you know, who uh, wouldn't rent them a room. Uh, so we have all the, the illustrations of um, no room in the end. Do we have room for Jesus uh, in our heart? All the analogies that we pick up through the, the Christmas story uh, as we read all the way through it. The most the greatest, most significant event in world history that every Jew was looking forward to that was prophesied, they knew exactly where it was going to be, and, and, and the whole town of Bethlehem slept through it. And, and when, you, when you look at you know, angels singing, uh, glory, uh, you know, and hallelujah, and on and on and on, uh, all the, the stuff, uh, but they're just people just, you know, in bed, just sleeping through uh, this event. To me, that's telling. Um, you, ever, you ever miss something in your life, and then looking back, there's regret uh, that, you know, you missed it, even more so like when you were, you were right there. I was right there, and I didn't see that, or um, I, I missed that. There's a regret. I can't imagine uh, being a Jewish resident of Bethlehem uh, and, then, and then finding out uh, that Jesus was born and having missed it. Now, again, um, you know, we know why Mary and Joseph were there. Uh, and it was a busy time, and we can speculate as there's no room in the inn, just kind of like, you know, uh, if the cruise ships let out, there's no room in inns here, uh, and uh, because, because there's run-on rooms. I remember when it, uh, summer when it was hot, uh, people were renting hotel rooms, uh, so they could have air conditioning. You could find them for 800 bucks a night uh, if you could. And uh, so we can understand the busyness and the hustle and bustle that was in Bethlehem, even though it was a small uh, town uh, and uh, insignificant in many different ways. That was uh, where Joseph uh, had to go and Mary had to go uh, because of taxation and they had to show up and be there. We get all of that. Um, but uh, there were wise men uh, that were following a star uh, and, uh, and, and, and taking some time uh, to get there. We know uh, the time frame 
uh, that is speculated, uh, but to, to have missed it, to have slept right through it, uh, that would be something. But then here's these Jewish priests who are all about Scripture, uh, and uh, it's the Magi come into town, and they say, where's, this, where's the man who's born king of the Jews? And they're like, oh, it's over in Bethlehem. That's like five miles from here. You know, I know you guys have come a long way, but you know, just you're really close, just just down, just uh, just uh, to the east. Um, shameful thing. So, where are you going at with all that? And I'm glad you asked because then I can conclude, uh, and uh, even earlier so tonight. Um, I feel that we do the same thing. Uh, I think we we don't pay attention. We have all these things we're looking forward to. The return of Christ being um, the primary, primary one. Uh, we're waiting for him to return. Um, but we're so busy and we're so disconnected, even though is, we love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our might, God's front of mind, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added. We know that God is supposed to be the preeminent one. Uh, we're living sacrifices, cross-bearing Christians. Uh, we, we, we look at um, uh, the events of today and say, hey, we're in the end times. Uh, and there's significant things that take place. But, but I feel the average Christian is sleeping through all of it, figuratively so. They're apathetic. Uh, they are not paying attention to spiritual things. Uh, there are, as more shameful, the modern-day Christian than a Jew uh, at the time of, of Christ's birth uh, to where, you know, we know that Jewish priests, even at, you know, uh, they, they were serving, they were snuffing at, uh, their service in the, you know, the temple and, uh, and all the stuff that had taken place historically. But this was like, this is, what we're, this is what we're waiting for. And they knew it happened. Because they, they could see the star and they answered the question, where was he born? Well, he was born in Bethlehem. Uh, and uh, and they, they just, they had ignored uh, the birth uh, of Christ. They pointed others uh, they knew the scriptures. They pointed others to the Savior, but they uh, would uh, they wouldn't go and worship Him th- th- themselves. They quoted Micah five two, uh, but they didn't obey it. Uh, they they um, could have walked, traveled, got in their you know on their donkey or whatever, uh, and uh, and gone the five miles to to see the very Son of God, uh, and they were they were right there. Here's, here's, here's what I think. I'm glad uh, that, let's, we'll use the rapture as an example, that the rapture uh, is going to come like a thief in the night, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. It is something that um, we have zero control over. We can't really put a date on it, obviously. Uh, when people do that, they are false prophets, because no man, the Bible says, knows the day uh, when the Lord's going to return. I'm uh, paraphrasing that. It's a significant event that's going to take place. Um, some days we're hoping it's today. Um, other days we're like, hope it's not today. And, and it should be because there are people that we know and love and care for that uh, don't know Jesus as their personal Savior. Um, but usually it's not that. It's we have goals and 
uh, dreams or ambitions and things that targets, uh, stuff that we're trying to accomplish in our life that we haven't accomplished yet, and we want a little bit more time. We know that heaven's a better place, and, and we, we feel like uh, we claim to be like the Apostle Paul, torn between the two. Uh, but the reasons that we're torn between the two uh, oftentimes aren't very spiritual. So this rapture is going to take place. And here's the reason why it's great that it's like a, something that's out of our control. Because if it was up to us to show up to a scheduled rapture event, a lot of Christians wouldn't show up. They just wouldn't come. It, it's like it's a significant event. Uh, and it's something that's foretold, but I think that they have the same type of spirit as these Jews did in Matthew chapter number two. Uh, it's like it's hap- we know about it. We know the scriptures. We know what's taking place, uh, but we just can't be bothered to go the five miles uh, to, to, to Bethlehem ourselves. And, and so, th- so it's like I think God knowing, um, well, he knows everything, uh, and he knows that when he, when he comes, uh, he said it's going to be uh, at a time that is as the days of what? Noah. Uh, that that uh, judgment was begin at the house of the Lord. There's going to be a spiritual apathy that is there. Uh, and uh, uh, so uh, I just, I'm just glad, I'm thankful uh, that, uh, that it's going to be a surprise uh, and that we really are, um, you know, we'll be... Um, at a mill, uh, we'll be here uh, to in uh, caught up in the air, uh, and uh, when uh, when the Lord when the trump sounds, and it's a wonderful thing, because if because left to ourselves, we would we would stay home and watch football. Uh, we would we would do any number of things. I don't want to list them uh, because I'll sure enough step on somebody's toes. <laughs> uh, you're not yours because you're here tonight, uh, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that. But there are a lot more people here this this morning. Uh, and, uh, and what that is, is a sign of the times. I know it's Christmas. I know there's probably Christmas parties. I know there's this or that. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but this is not any different than November or September, you know, July. Um, it, it isn't spe- special times and holidays. Uh, it is, it is um, the manner of some uh, that the Bible speaks or warns us of. Uh, to not forsake the assembling uh, of ourselves together. It's important. We know, it's, we know the Bible says it's, it's more important this Sunday than it was last Sunday because we're one week closer to that most significant event. Um, but we, we read, I read this and I think, what a sorry bunch of losers that, that you know... Um, and, and sure enough, here's what would have happened. If some, some kind of, you know, not a Pharisee Pharisee, but uh, a legalistic, maybe another uh, Jewish priest who says, you know what, fellas, I'm kind of feeling convicted that those magi traveled 6,400 miles uh, to get to Bethlehem, uh, and, uh, and we're just five miles away. And, and, the, and they probably would have turned to him and said, you know, thanks for, yeah, whatever. Thanks for making us feel guilty. Thanks for, thanks for laying the guilt trip on us uh, and making us feel bad about not going over to, to, you know, to Jerusalem, being five miles away. And, uh, and that's exactly what takes place uh, in, in churches today. 
you preach the truth and somebody goes, well, um, you know, uh, thanks for making me feel guilty. I don't even know why I come to church here because I get mad to feel guilty all the time. Um, and there's been, um, I, I have, the first time that we came back, uh, I came, I went on my first mission trip to the Philippines. I was excited, first time, over the Quinlan's. And it was eye-opening to me. Uh, and the, you know, you could be in, in a mall that has all the stores that we have, super nice, even nicer than the malls that we have here. Modern technology in a lot of those Asian countries and stuff, it just like blows us out of the, out of the water. And uh, beautiful, beautiful mall. Uh, and then literally walk out the door and go two blocks over and be in absolute poverty. And, uh, and so I'm sharing my heart about the conviction that I have and uh, in trying to challenge the church um, to do more for missions or to be grateful for what we have. And I had somebody really like have to have a meeting with me to talk to me about uh, how terrible it was that I made them feel bad that they have toilets. Am I really? And, uh, and to be quite honest with you, I'm, you know, I mean, that was a long time ago. Like now, I'm just kind of like, whatever. <laughs> uh, back then, I'm going, no, please, no, that's not really what I want to say. Now, if, if somebody comes to me and says that, I'm like, you know what? I, you know, you should get rid of your toilets <laughs> you know? uh, and live like the, uh, uh, the other part of the world or whatever. I'm, I'm just kind of over it. Um, but it's just, that's how apathetic we are. Um, how detached we are from things that are important because we're so self-absorbed. I was thinking today about the tornado, um, you know, in Kentucky. And they're still digging people out. And there's going to be, you know, maybe over 100 or so people that are dead. And, um, but I think of how many natural disasters have happened. They've come and they go. And outside of maybe those towns having a memorial or celebrating uh, a, 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 an annual time to where they're remembering people that had lost. We're just, we just, we're just aloof to it. It's like we can, re- we can read. Um, I got this morning early and saw that on my phone. And, and I, can, I can read that and go, oh, it's terrible. And then just keep getting ready for church and, and concentrate on other stuff because we're, we're so tuned into what we have to do uh, and, and the world is such a, this big place and, uh, that we don't even think about the significance of stuff like that. Um, and we could have, there's a million examples. I'll, I'll even say it's kind of like people, they don't care unless the gas prices are going up. Um, and and we've, we've, we've seen the gas prices go up and we see people losing their minds. And we're like, hey, we told you. Uh, and, uh, but until it, until it happens and hits them in their wallet, they, you know, um, they, they don't have a problem with it. I saw a poll earlier. Uh, if Trump uh, was to, uh, to go against Biden in 2024, Biden still has a, a slight lead uh, in the poll numbers. And I'm like, I've never been called uh, on a poll. I don't know about you. Uh, and uh, I've never been called on a poll. I did, however, just get my first jury duty notice. Uh, and so I'll put that out there. They did find me. Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, so we are too self-absorbed. So my challenge for you tonight is have the knowledge, the scriptural knowledge, read your Bible, 
know God, what he says, God's timeline, whether it's prophetic timeline, to know that there are, there are spiritual things, there are people getting saved, there are people uh, you know, joining the church, there are people getting baptized, God is doing things in people's lives. And I just don't want to be the kind of person that just goes through my everyday and I'm not aware of those things or that they don't matter to me. When as a Christian, those are the things that matter or should matter the most biblically. Uh, when somebody gets saved, uh, we, we should rejoice over that. But it's often greeted with, a, oh, great. We'll see. We'll see if it sticks. Uh, and uh, almost this kind of um, pessimistic, uh, you know, uh, type of a, a view to, to many of those things. Um, I don't want to be, knowing what we know about Jesus and what he's done as we celebrate to have the Christmas story, to look at this account in retrospect, to see them who they couldn't uh, get off their couch and go five miles to see uh, King Jesus. Um, Our apathy is way worse. Uh, It's way worse than that. Because we know it was King Jesus, and we know the whole story. We know why he came, and we know what he's done for us. Uh, and, and, and we, um, it, but even still, if it's like, um, if I said, hey, <clears throat> there's this revival that's going on, you know, in whatever, um, Georgia. And God's really doing something, and we should go see it. Um, there would be a million excuses about why it's too far and too busy. We, we, don't, we, we can't put ourselves out for a move of God, the hand of God, and God doing something. So I just want us to be aware of it uh, and, 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 and not be apathetic, um, to be uh, engaged, to know what we believe, but then to, to, to live it and to, and, uh, and to look forward to it and to celebrate it uh, and, and to do... Uh, what, uh, you know, these, these magi, they got it, um, but God's people didn't. And we know th- throughout the scriptures, they still didn't. Um, but we've been saved and bought with a price. Uh, and God, it should be, it should be on our lips. Should be, we, we should, it should be front of, of our minds. Uh, we should be communicated all the time. And we should be uh, the least apathetic people uh, that there are, because we have the truth in, in all that Jesus has done for us. So I just want to kind of point out, maybe it's an obscure part, um, kind of like uh, those Jews are a mess, and uh, lazy, apathetic people, uh, and then uh, the Holy Spirit just goes, yeah, well, what are you? How are you? Um, you know, what, what, what do you, what do you, how do you feel when you get up on Saturday and it's raining and you have outreach? All right, follow me? You know, you know what is it? You know, it's kind of like, um, what was that? Uh, last, last week we had a baptism uh, with uh, uh, Paul, and, uh, but it was, I was here on Saturday, and it was like 7.30-ish or whatever that night, and I had forgot to fill the baptistry, and Miss Autumn had texted me, uh, hey, where are you? I'm going to be having the baptism tomorrow. And I thought, I thought to myself, oh, I got to go all the way over there and fill that baptistry up and turn the water on 
And, um, and that's just, it's our, it's our nature. Uh, and, uh, and so I'm not saying that I've, I've, I'm not apathetic ever. Uh, I, I would be lying if I, if I said that. It's just that when I can't, I can't point to the faults of people that I read in Scripture and think that they're losers and, and not you know, apply it back uh, to myself and say, man, I've got to do better. Uh, and um, I, don't, I don't want, I, I just don't want to communicate to my Savior that any service that I would do for him is, is like I'm being put out. Um, and, I, and if Jesus was like you or I, um, we would go, oh, really? After all I've done for you? You're going you're gonna to, like, complain about driving over, you know, 15 minutes over the church to fill the baptistry up? Really? And uh, I wish the Holy Spirit just beat us up like that uh, all the time and just remind, like, God would just always remind us. Um, it's like, okay, you know, let me remind you, you know, what I, all, and, and just run down the list because he would, he would be, like, 20 seconds into it. And you're like, okay, 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 okay. Um, I get it. I understand it. And, and, uh, and we, would, we would go and do whatever it is God wanted us to do. And uh, so um, never, never uh, fall into that, uh, that pattern. And when you see it, recognize it for what it is. Ask God to forgive you uh, and to move forward. Anytime God um, has got something going on that's spiritual and wonderful and whatever, we should want to be part of it not, and celebrate it and participate in it uh, and not detach from it. Uh, like these Jewish priests did, uh, and, uh, and I hope that helps you tonight. Let's all stand, uh, and uh, maybe tonight, by way of invitation, we just ask God uh, to help uh, our own apathy, uh, to recognize it. Um, you know, you might even had it tonight. You might have you had your Baptist nap, uh, and it's time to get up and, uh, and put your shoes on and get back to church, and you're like, oh, wish we didn't have church tonight. Just be nice to kick back. And uh, I'm, I'm not saying that having those, those are human thoughts. Those are fatigue. Those are busy times or whatever. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to going home and, uh, and, and getting these um, uh, candy cane socks off uh, and uh, putting on something that matches and relaxing. Um, um, we all get there. Um, but it should, be, it should be something that we see and that we fix. And uh, so if you recognize any of that in you tonight, I hope that you pray. So the panel begins to play, and uh, let's just do business with the Lord. You can pray here, pray there, and just say, God, help me to not have a detached spirit, uh, a, an apathetic uh, spirit towards the things of God, the things that matter the most in our life. We set it aside because we're so focused uh, on our jobs and uh, on just the hustle and bustle of life. And at Christmas time, when, when we should really be slowing down and focusing on um, who Christ is and what he's done, um, he gets lost in the shuffle. Um, and, uh, and it's just a part of our nature that we have to constantly battle. Uh, 